We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always updating Assistant that can be called on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens. This is Cut to It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr., and this is a Cut To It bonus episode. Cut to it, cut to it, let's get down to it, cut to it. Today we have a different episode. No, no, don't fret. Gerard Little John is still in the building. Unfortunately, this is all football. And um, so he, Gerard, allowed me to go ahead and um, do my own thing today. So have the opportunity to work with a past guest, Paige Demakos, on football. We're just breaking down some of the pre-draft and some of the outstanding quarterbacks that are heading into the draft. And then also, obviously, easy, talking about some wide receivers and dabbling in the DBs. So hope you enjoy uh, this pre-draft slash free agency slash heading into the offseason. We cut to it, Steve Smith Sr. and Gerard Littlejohn, but Gerard has allowed me to steer the ship solo today. So, hope you enjoy it. Appreciate it. God bless. Man, it's uh, it's the time of the year where everybody starts to question quarterback one. It's my favorite time of the year where everybody starts to manufacture storylines about why uh, insert quarterback is not going to be QB one. So I know that it's officially draft season because that started recently. Do you know why that is so because- much manufactured information, especially with why, uh, especially with quarterbacks? I think the reality is fans care about that position so much, right? So when you're talking about it's, it's a, it's, it's such a polarizing discussion point. So people are so interested in it. And then on top of that, obviously when you're evaluating a prospect, you can do your best, but there's no sure thing, right? As much as we want to say Trevor Lawrence is a absolute sure thing. You can't actually quantify that because Everything that happens in the NFL, yes, he can have 
unbelievable traits, great arm, great accuracy. But if he goes to the wrong system Mm. or Urban Meyer ends up failing as a coach, that might be more on the system and less about the player. And that has to factor in. And people just don't really talk about that that much. Well, people don't really, you know why they can't talk about that? Because they don't know about it. (laughs) Exactly. And they're not in those places. And so, but here's another piece of the puzzle that I think one that people don't really realize this at this point of time. And it took me probably about my second year of being at the combine, being an analyst that I really realized why and what the combine is for. The combine is not a place where they talk good about you. Sure. You know what the combine is? It is a place where they fill in the gaps of what you don't do well. And why haven't you done well? Right. And so let's start it off with let's bypass Trevor Lawrence because that is low hanging fruit. Yeah. Right. Trevor, I I had that opportunity to see Trevor Lawrence throw and I'll summarize it like this. I had my question marks about him. Until. I went to see him play when dug down deeper and looked at some film. And what I really loved about Trevor Lawrence is you imagine six foot six, 213 pounds, the inability to lift weights because of a non um, a, a, a torn labrum or whatever degree of labrum strain he has non throwing shoulder. He has not been able for the last two months, possibly or longer. We don't know been able to lift. So he hasn't been able to get into his body, start to, develop his NFL football body. Yeah. And a football body is different. And why is that different? Because we'll talk about some guys on this list of players, especially wide receivers that lack muscle structure. And why is that important? Because when you have a guy like a, let's see, a Khalil Mack that can run a four, 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 five, that can chase you down and dripping wet after Thanksgiving, you are 175 pounds. That's why muscle mass is an important task because if they're going to invest all this money into you and you all you got to do is get on a skateboard and you're out for the season, you that skateboard hits a rock and you no longer can play, that means now they have no ROI, return on their investment. <laughs> and everybody wants an ROI. Everybody. Yep. So Business. Yes, it is a business business. for the fan. It's an entertainment and it's an avenue and opportunity to air their grievances, to complain about their team, to uh, put down a player. But at the end of it, it's all about for the league, for the teams, their return on their investment and also uh, having a 10 or 20 X return, you know, having so much more returned and they put into it that it makes it worth it a great example is the new orleans saints when they when sean payton signed drew Brees, wouldn't you say a 10 20x return yeah 100 percent on on what they now on the flip side right you look at like the trade to facilitate for some of the recent cornerbacks, right. That you've seen happen in the NFL, right. Where you're watching the Rams give away first round picks. Like they just have them forever. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're going, 
okay, uh, are you going to acquire more first round picks or like, how exactly are you doing this? Right. Because that's the most valuable asset as you're talking about. It's like the stock market, you're investing, you're trying, you're going and you're looking at things and you're going, okay, when I, when I do all the homework, this is the best case scenario for me. And still how often are people missing out on prospects? I mean, there's the reason that head coaches and GMs get fired and people move on is because this system is not perfect and you can't quantify everything that it takes to be a great prospect. And there are a lot of things that are, you know, intangibles that don't show up on the fit that don't show up in the film room that don't show up on a stat sheet. And that's why the, to me, the important part of the combine has always been the interviews that actually happen behind the scenes that the fans don't see Nobody sees except the players and the coaching staffs. And that's the important information they walk away from. Cause at the end of the day, most coaches and GMs go into that knowing everything they need to know physically on the film from what they've seen from the player, right? There's very few players that are actually going to either raise or lower their stock coming out of there unless they bomb an interview. And that happens a lot. Oh yeah. happens a lot. It does. It does. So let's, let's dig deep in here. So let's go with Justin Fields. Okay. What do, what, do, what do you like or dislike about Justin Fields? So let me start off by saying I think it's incredibly unfair that Justin Fields seems to be getting knocked for what we would call helmet scouting, right? So you're looking at the Ohio State emblem and people are going, well, he played at Ohio State, so he's not going to have success in the NFL. And the reason they're saying that is because there's a list of quarterbacks from that university that have failed in the NFL. And what I would tell, argue back to that person, because that is the number one thing I see on Twitter, right? Is, 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 well, he went to Ohio state. He sucks. You need okay. to stay off Twitter. That's yeah, the- dude, trust me. I'm like less and less every day, but get out one first. Yeah. That's a, that's a smart move, okay. but fields. He is the only quarterback of the recent grouping of guys that actually had a first round grade from most people. Like I understand Dwayne Haskins got drafted in the first round, but that's because Dan Snyder knew him growing up and he went into the draft room and said, you're drafting this guy. That was not what the coaching staff and the GM wanted to do. Dan Snyder went in and said, this is what we're doing. Dwayne Haskins was not a first round guy. And so I don't think it's unfair to put Justin Fields into that category. I also think it just, when you look at a prospect, one of the most important slash impressive seasons we have seen thus far has been Justin Fields from two years ago, right? What an unbelievable season. Then he comes into this, this season, the toughness that he had to outplay Trevor Lawrence in the biggest stage. Okay. He went toe to toe. That's the, I look at that memory and I go, those moments matter. It's what Deshaun Watson did so well. Right. right. You come up and show up in those big moments. He has that it factor, that win factor. He went, he was injured. He was hurting. He went up against Clemson and he was the star, not Trevor. Trevor is excellent, but the better quarterback that day was Justin Fields. And I don't understand why the kids get knocked. I, I really don't. Well, one, one of the reasons he's getting knocked is because of what you say, school success and the mm-hmm. right. The same yeah. knock that people are looking at Trey, Trey Lance. Yep, well, absolutely. Is it a system? And understand this, a scheme is a scheme, mm-hmm. right? One of the things we look at what's going on is how many players have, are getting traded right now or 
are no longer on their teams because or soon to be not on their team because they cannot perform well enough consistently in their current scheme. Here's a question. Here's a question for you about the scheme okay. stuff, because I think this is really, and I love your perspective on it. Does it say more though about the coach and the arrogance of oh. like this? Yeah, of the scheme by uh, not. I, I, I'm gonna say where you're going. I'm gonna say all. Okay. And here's why it's all. You're saying a scheme can be good and bad. Great example of a scheme: the Los Angeles Rams have a scheme. Yes. Right. Kyle Shanahan has a scheme. Matt Schaub played that scheme in that scheme very well under Gary Kubiak and Kyle Shanahan. Would you not agree? Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo at times has played, has played exceptionally well in that Mm -hmm. scheme. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kevin Walters, love him. Play exceptional in that scheme. Went to Tennessee and you never heard from him again. (laughs) Sometimes schemes can help and hurt you, meaning you can adapt to the scheme so much that your inability to adapt when you become when you get out of that scheme, all of a sudden you become a dinosaur and don't even know why you Mm -hmm. find you find yourself being extinct because you've mastered the scheme. And then you unfortunately are released or you go to another team and you can't figure out the new scheme. It happens. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. It just it just Wes Walker has been a dynamic player with two quarterbacks. Primarily in the slot. Mm-hmm. But when he was in Miami, Miami gave him up for a Coke and a bag of chips. And he comes out and he's one of the best slot receivers to ever play. Master in the scheme. Now, is it a it is an indictment on how idiotic Miami was? Absolutely. But it also shows how dysfunction they were and how their scouting department struggled. They had the scheme that didn't fit the player. And sometimes, and, and, and I have a coworker named Mike Robb that I, I never use this without telling him. He always says, too many coaches rely on the X's and O's and don't give enough credit to the Jimmys and Joes. <laughs> I love that. Right. I because love that. it is about understanding what your player can do in the scheme, but also enhancing your scheme and adjusting your scheme to fit the player, to fit the player. Yeah. That's exactly the, you think exactly because I think the best example for me is, you know, you look at a John Harbaugh and the Ravens and they completely revamp what they do they, for Lamar. Yes. To yes. Make, Until I'll start. Until the, yeah, until, and then, and then for whatever reason, and then I look at them and I go, okay, so now what's the next progression? Maybe yeah. get some more talent for Lamar so that you can continue to build off of that. Correct. But that's, that is an example of, I, I see as the quarterback position is the most important position. It's what we're all talking about. Why are so many coaches so, I don't know, arrogant or stuck in the ways to no. not change or adapt? I don't think it's necessarily arrogance. I think it's, there are some coaches that are out there that just, they just know their scheme. Yeah. They can't coach anything else. They can't coach because yeah. they have, they have gotten a PhD or major only in that, right? They, they yeah. know this type of offense and that's why they only go to certain teams 
mm-hmm. this coach stays with that coach and that player stays with that player because then they go to these other schemes and it's like that doesn't make sense. I, I've played in I played in old school West Coast, George Seifert's West Coast, Gary Kubiak's West Coast, struggled in that for a while, took me a, l- a lot to adapt to. And then I played in a, a, a version of New England Patriots. And then I played in a number system. And all of them, some of them have rules that just don't make sense. Yeah. And so I've had to adapt and figure it out. And I've made some mistakes, but I just know I've, I've been lucky enough to learn enough offense to go. I'm glad I'm done playing. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can really say. I'm glad I'm done playing. So, so one of the things that I, I, I notice about Justin Fields, right? Every quarterback in this draft has had a great game and a bad game. Mm-hmm. The reason why with Justin Fields, why so many people are on him a little bit is because the quarterback, the quarterback position has become such a hot topic and a hot button where if you don't have one, if you don't have a good relationship and if you don't know how to navigate through the, the ugliness of mispicking a quarterback, it could cost you your job. Yeah. Right. So Justin Fields' biggest, his biggest weakness right now, the processing speed. And think about it. When you're a quarterback, you can't, you cannot not process the play and the defense quick enough. If if, if processing it is not your forte, you should not be being drafted in the top five. For sure. Or if you are drafted in top five, or if you are a reach like a uh, like a love, a Jordan love for Utah State, you must sit that young man. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I know. And, and here's why I know. Justin Fields was, was at Georgia originally. Mm-hmm. You're telling me Justin Fields cannot outplay from? That's a, de- that's a definite knock. For sure. Well, here's why he couldn't outplay him. He could outplay him, but he didn't know. He could not outplay him from the shoulders up at that time when he was young. For sure. Right. And not saying that he's not smart. He is smart. He's a smart young man. He's playing quarterback. There are very few dummies playing quarterback. Now you could process information slower and maybe not see it as quick, but that doesn't make you dumb. So I'm not saying Justin Fields is, is dumb. What I'm saying is compared to processing it, the processing speed, and here's and here's why it's an unfair advantage to a young man. When you look at the greats, Drew Brees processes information. Tom Brady processes information. Peyton Manning, I can name them oh, on and on, right? Even Jason Campbell process information. The disadvantage that Jason Campbell and Alex Smith had is they always either in college or in the league had a new coordinator at multiple times. Yep. Which nobody talks about, but it's a huge factor. Yes. It's think a about huge it. As soon as you have mastered one offense, oh, got to learn a new one. Yeah. New guy. Here you go. Figure it out. Yeah. That's like that. That'd be like soon as you figured out your iPhone or Android, they come out with a new one and they force a new one down your throat and you have to now be able to work. So you got to download this and download that. So that's the thing with Justin Fields is 
he doesn't believe what he sees and reacts fast enough. Yep. That's going to allow some comfortability and coaching and all that stuff. But he could play, doesn't have a lot of turnovers, um, has the willingness to show uh, uh, elusiveness, uh, can, not not afraid to dip a shoulder and try, you know, and try to run somebody over. So I really, I really love that about him, right? But the only thing I, I, I think that I don't like that some people likes is he relies on his, he relies on his quickness a little bit too much sometimes. Yeah, because he's pretty quick. Potentially, they said hand speed like four four eight, and I was like, "Excuse Listen. me, <laughs> excuse me." Twi- fast twitch <laughs> is not missing that young man. No, he he's, is all over. Yeah, he's very very athletic, and I think I think to me the things that I've I've just there are criticisms that you can take away from every one of these quarterbacks, right? I think not, including Trevor Lawrence, who I don't think is it. You can. Yes, he's QB1, but you can't just automatically say he's got no flaws. There are flaws. There's flaws for everybody. But I think the the biggest thing with Justin is exactly what you what you brought up, right, with the processing. But the, the thing that I'm frustrated with is more so the conversation that seems to be happening on the outside, which is not only that um, Justin Fields is, is not QB2, it's that Zach Wilson has now entered this conversation of being QB1 even right? That there's, that there's NFL organizations that are interested in Zach Wilson, even ahead of Trevor Lawrence, which I think to me is a little crazy. Some people are putting him ahead of them because they already know that Trevor Lawrence is not going to be there when they get him. Exactly. Manufacturing storylines. Yeah. So they're like, look, (laughs) he's not going to be there. So why, why are we going to shop Beyond our spending limit, when we know we're not even going to get it, so yeah, let, let, let's go ahead. Let, let's that's go ahead and start moving it. forward, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Zach Wilson, though, you, you know, I think one of the, one of the interesting things about him, I have a u- unique perspective. I was actually at Provo it was two years ago now, when Utah opened up playing at BYU. Okay. And I was on the sideline. Now, you know who impressed me more? It wasn't Zach Wilson. I didn't even know he played. Here's why. Because his offensive line was so bad. And so one of the weaknesses that he has is untested under pressure. And that's not a knock. That's just the facts. He has not been able, we have not been able to see how does a young man handle pressure? Mm-hmm. Like real pressure, not UCF pressure. I'm talking about playing a really, really good team. Not a team that is giving up. I'll just put it like this, a prom date. How about that? (laughs) That's the code I like to use. Yeah. Prom date. I think for me, it's not even that it's thinking past that, right. When we were talking about in our pre-show about how the NFL factor has to play in more, right. Where it's not just, it's, it's yes. It's not even all the players he played against is called football. It's to your Khalil Mack discussion earlier. What's going to happen when it's not Ohio state that's rushing you. It's uh, I don't know, for instance, let's use Patrick Mahomes as the latest example. What happens when your offensive line can't hold up and Vita Van and Dominican Sue and JPP and Shaq Barrett and everybody are getting in your face nonstop. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't no. matter who you are. Cause you can't, you can if you, if nobody's protecting for you, Patrick Mahomes was not good enough to, to sustain that. 497 yeah. yards and, 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 
of scrambling, yet none of the 497 yards equal to 497 yards of total rushing for the Kansas City. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's a lot of backpedaling. Yeah, that a brother, lot of backpedaling. That brother was – you know what? I haven't seen a brother run that much <laughs> until the opening line in a horror movie because we all know in every horror movie who dies first. Oh, it's, it's always the black dude. <laughs> always. It's always. It's always the brothers. It's always. Right? He was in a horror movie opening scene for four quarters, though. <laughs> it was a horror movie for him, yeah. if we're being honest. It wasn't, so that, that, uh, wasn't too good. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Nissan has a car for everyone. And that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is. More freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration. Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventure with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with a muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for a drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and the more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPS fuel economy estimates. 30 city MPG, 37 highway MPG, 33 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 35 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV all wheel Drive. 29 city MPG, 36 highway MPG, 32 combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 34 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum all wheel drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. 
Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. What kind of team do you believe should reach out and draft Zach Wilson? Uh, Well, I think there's who I think should do it. And then I think who's going to be probably dumb enough and it's not going to be a good scenario, right? Oh, well, I like to start with the dumb enough then. Let's go with the dumb enough. Okay, so let's start with where there's a lot of pressure, right? Arguably the most pressure, and the offensive line isn't great. The weapons aren't the best. And I don't trust what they're doing uh, because I they have, you know, 10-plus years of showing us that they can't do, and that's New York Jets, right? That's where he's getting, he's getting mocked to a lot. There's a lot of discussion that they like him. Do we trust, do we trust New York? with that media market and all that pressure and everything that they're able to do to be able to bring in a guy who probably in a best case scenario would have some time, right. To sit and maybe learn the position. But we all know that's very rare for today's quarterbacks. When they come in, they have to be ready to rock. Mm. That is a scenario that I think is very likely to play out. And unfortunately for Zach Wilson, I think that will play out unfavorably for him and unfavorably for the Jets because I don't have a lot of faith in that team to be able to upgrade at the positions that they need to and and be able to protect him, be able to run the football, be able to they they need to add a lot offensively to get yes. that to a, to a position where you can fairly evaluate the quarterback. They, they need a they need some corners, they yep. need an edge rusher, they need a quarterback and I I also think they need some offensive line the question is going to be yep. is how are they going to maneuver themselves through the offseason with Robert Silas what I love hearing is he's going to run the same type of offense like Kyle Shanahan so that tells me that they're going to not allow as much pressure to be the onus on the quarterback so that's good for sure but who's going to be that running back that they can depend on who can who can execute that zone scheme offense that they want to run who are the linemen Mm -hmm. because whatever they were running last year it 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 didn't fit them so I'm not sure is a zone do they have the zone scheme type of guys this year and how is it going to look so is it a scenario that they they draft Zach Wilson and 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 keep Sam Darnold and and allow him not to play Oh man. I hope for Sam Darnold, he gets an opportunity to go start fresh somewhere. I think it's just, it's, it's, it's soured so quickly in New York and so quickly. Yeah. And to your point, like, yes, Robert Sala wants to run what Kyle ran in San Francisco, but Kyle's not in New York. Okay. So that's like, it's one of those things It's like, yeah, to, to the scheme conversation we had earlier, and there was a point at which we were hiring coaches who had like touched Sean McVay's hand. Right. Yeah. Cause it was like by proxy, it will be Sean McVay. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing with Sh- Shanahan where these, a lot of guys start getting credit for things that 
they don't necessarily get credit for or shouldn't get credit for. And you don't really know how much of it is going to be able to transfer over. Okay. Right. And I don't, I don't necessarily like uh, that scenario for New York. Now on the flip side, I would love to see John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan get real dicey to tr- trade up to get Zach Wilson of which we know they like him. Mm. So, okay. We skip, where does Justin Fields go then? What, what do you like him to go? Uh, that's, that's the, that's the tougher one, right? Because it's like, well, I back you're going to hit, you're going to hit your sign back there. You're back there. <laughs> Uh, where do I want him to go? Where do I think he will go? Are two Both. different things. What Both. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Well, where do I think he will go is, um, more than likely, I think he's going to fall a little bit and there's going to be a team that's going to move up that will end up tr- facilitating a trade. So I don't think that, I think there's going to be a lot of trades in the first round. Cause there's quite a few teams that are up in that top 10 that don't need quarterbacks. And I think they're going to get out. <laughs> Right. That's what happens. Right. These guys all come in. We're like, oh, yeah, you got a second round, third round grade on them. Doesn't matter. They're all going to go in the top 10 picks. This is how it happens every year. We can pretend it'll be different, but it never is. So I think, you know, it would be interesting to see a team like a Washington potentially move up and get a guy like Justin Fields, right, where they could potentially have him sit for a little bit and learn. And you almost play out the exact same scenario that played out in Kansas city where maybe Alex Smith plays for a, a period of time or a whole year. And Justin Heineke is going to end up playing. That's the guy who's is. Gonna yeah. I just don't really like, I know that they say that, but I just don't, I don't really believe that. I like Heineke. I think he's, I think he knows that offense better than anybody on there. No. You don't think it was like two seconds of fame, right? You don't feel like it was just like a little bit of magic for a moment. And how was some of the passing he was throwing magic? You seen that offensive line? Yeah. You've seen a lack of run game that they, they yeah, have for sure. For sure. I that's just like, I don't know. I just don't believe it. It's like, to me, I like want to see it a little bit more right well, before you, I, that's why you got to let him play to see it. Yeah. He for did sure. it a little bit in Carolina. Yeah. He did a little bit in Washington. Okay. So go ahead and, you know, give him a year and see. And then if it doesn't work out, yeah. I trust Ron, right? I trust Ron to make the I, right decision. I, I trust Ron. I'm just, I'm just interested in seeing how, Scott does because Scott knows. See, that's a guy who knows that system. That's the only system Scott knows. Yeah, is his dad's system. That's the only system he knows. So let's go to um, two guys I think are very interesting: non-mobile Jones and and the young stud air quotes who's never really played against great competition. Trey Lance. Oh yeah. I'm excited about Trey Lance. Who do you want to start with, Mac Jones or Trey Lance? Let's go with Trey Lance because here's here's the comparison, NFL comparison that that I've heard he has. Taysom Hill with legitimate arm talent. <laughs> That's so funny to me. That Taysom Hill is being used as an NFL comp is absolutely fantastic, but that's the fact that it's being quantified by saying that he can actually throw the football. That's actually a compliment. That's a good thing. Is it? I think. Is Kinda. it is it a compliment to where they're using your name and then they're saying with a legitimate arm talent, but this is a guy who is a Swiss Army knife, but yet they utilize him more in a non-traditional quarterback way than yeah. you would like if you're a quarterback. That'd be like I'm a wide receiver, but they only primarily put me at running back. Then that doesn't really 
that doesn't really show that they have a lot of confidence in me at receiver. Listen, I, I will drive the Trey Lance hype one. He obviously suffered from the fact that North Dakota state did not play football. This Absolutely. Year. One game. That's a huge yeah. factor for him. Not his fault. Um, not his fault. Right. So you have to, it, it's unless, hard. Because- unless you are blaming COVID on him. No, I am not. Oh, okay, I cool. am not. Right. Just no, making sure. No, 100%. And I'm actually shocked that North Dakota State did not find a way to play football. They tried. They really, really tried. Um, but they only had one football game. So that really, that hurt him, right? But he has been training. He has been training with my boy Quincy Avery for a while. He's been out at QB Takeover doing a lot of, you know, getting himself right, doing everything he can to stay in shape and mm-hmm. put himself in the best position he can. If you watch his 2019 film, you're going to see some of the most impressive film of the quarterback bunch, right? And that's the film you have to evaluate. You have to go back and you have to look at that. And I think, as we talked about earlier, a little bit of the helmet scouting is happening, right? Where we've had Carson Wentz most recently come out and obviously uh, is coming off of a terrible football season. Um, And so people are looking at that and going, well, he's going to be Carson Wentz. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, people- which version of Carson Wentz is he going to be 2017 Carson Wentz or 2020 Carson Wentz? Because if he's 2017 Carson Wentz, then we're talking about MVP caliber. Or are we talking about this version? Now let's break down accuracy because here's the problem with accuracy. If you're telling me that your biggest weakness is accuracy and your quarterback, that it's like, and I love using food. You are a cook. And you cook, you're averaging 20 meals a day. You're cooking 20 meals. And about every four meals, just piss poor. That's not good. No, it's not good. If playing quarterback and accuracy is your biggest weakness, that's not good, especially if you're that wide receiver going across the middle and there's a middle linebacker Hmm. or a safety. And you go ahead and let one zing. Mm-mm-mm. You know who does not have to deal with that inaccuracy? Trey Lance. That receiver does. Mm-hmm. That receiver goes up like, man, he done did it again. Laid me out to dry. Yes. Yeah, it's not. Uh, listen, the, the thing with Trey Lance is, it was we talked about best case scenarios or places I'd like to see guys Ooh, go. Where, right? would, where does he need to go? So I like a scenario with Trey Lance because we did not get another year of progression. I like a scenario that could play out where he goes and is drafted early um, to a team like potentially in Atlanta Falcons where Matt Ryan is going to be the starter and he has an opportunity to sit out for a year and get better at least a year, maybe longer and learn from a really good starter, yep. uh, a new a new head coach. Offensive-minded head coach. Yep, who's had success in being able to take a quarterback in a Ryan Tannehill who wasn't having success and turn him into a successful quarterback in Tennessee. So he's shown that he has that ability. But so here, well, here's the problem with that. Atlanta must find a run game very quickly then. Yes. If they do not find a run game, the success is not going to happen. Totally They're agree. not going to have that much success in, in, in Atlanta if they don't get a run game. And, and, and really that run game is needed because when you look at a Julio Jones, Ridley, and this has more to do with less of those guys and more of the surface. That artificial surface puts a toll on your body. 
And if they, you know, Julio's going to average about three games where something's going to break down, not because Julio doesn't train, but that artificial surface is unforgiving and it ba- breaks guys' bodies down. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's they're in a good position with where they're drafting right in Atlanta mm-hmm. to be able to do that and facilitate getting a guy like a Trey Lance with their first pick. And then because they come back around in the second round and they have that early pick that one of the top tier running backs mm. will be there that they could go and do that with their second overall pick and be able to add somebody that so, will be able to help them out significantly. So out of, out of, I haven't got to the running backs, but out of the running backs out there right now, projected in the top 20, who do you believe is an outstanding runner, but also must catch the ball out of the backfield mm-hmm. that can do that in a way that takes some pressure off of a Matt Ryan, takes some pressure off of that offense in the passing game where they, they, they can run the ball and also have an outlet in the flat that can be like, uh, you know, impact player. So who's going to be there. We love Najee Harris, right? We love Travis Etienne. Mm Mm-hmm. I think there's a shot that you could potentially have one of those guys fall right in a very similar scenario as we saw they're last gonna, year. They're going to fall because there's so many people are quarterback hungry. Let's talk about Mac Jones. I, his biggest weakness is he's, you know, he's had the opportunity to have so many great, fantastic players around him. Mm-hmm. Really don't know how he handles pressure the same way with Zach, Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Right. His his biggest weakness, easy situations. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you you look at that and you also look at some of the criticisms that are now coming out about Tua, who came one year prior. And I think that is a fair helmet scout because they had nearly the same weapons and a very similar offensive line where you're going, okay, you have two top you got two guys at least that are going to go in the first round, right? Yeah. You got two first round wide receivers. You potentially got a first round running back. You got two first round offensive linemen. I mean, it's, it is a, it is a dream scenario for a college quarterback, right? And some of the things that were criticisms of Tua that are now happening right now is, is he's having trouble with his progressions. He's having trouble reading some half the field. Uh, he's not getting to, what he needs to get to while are people are watching him. Why are you breaking this down? You, you're like, you're holding back. It's you know? it's because I'm trying because listen, Miami Dolphins fans, they get mad at me for saying that they should trade for Deshaun Watson. And I just don't understand it. Like, I don't get it. Deshaun Watson's amazing. And, and he's gonna like, you hope Tua could possibly be Deshaun. You know, Deshaun's Deshaun, right? I don't get that whole well, argument. Tua just becomes a outstanding Tua versus another version of Deshaun Watson. To, listen, I, I, I'm hopeful I, for I, them. I personally think, you know, first of all, when I hear names, Chan Gailey, I don't think of explosive offense. Yes, for that, sure. That has been the issue right there. When you mm-hmm. think of uh, 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 Shermer. Pat you, Shermer, yep. Yeah, you don't think of explosive offense. Sure. You really don't. Mm-mm. I mean, you think of middle of the road. Yeah, I mean, for bottom sure. line. And, and so they had a guy who would teach fundamentals and you could not ex- expect explosive offense. But the fact of the matter is, I think Jones is a little bit different where his underneath accuracy is, is best out of everyone in this draft. 
So that tells me that his ability to process things, yeah, he may have an easy situation, but his ability to process things is remarkable. So I love the ability for him to process, right? Mm -hmm. The only thing is, you know, he's not, let me read uh, what my my notes say, and I I have to be very careful not to come across a certain way. Um, He offers almost nothing as a runner outside of the pocket. That is, uh, that is accurate. <laughs> it's a uh, statue would be the other way to say that. Right. Um, yep. the reality is uh, hopefully for Mac, right. He's going to get an opportunity to go to a team that's in a better situation. Oh, sounds very, uh, new England, new England ish. I think it'd be great. Here's the catch 22. You hope with the cap space that New England has that they actually utilize and get the type of non-robots that they have on defense, they get that on offense. Because usually offensively they have robots. Yes. You know, and then defensively are the air quotes rogue players. Yeah. Right. The Collins, the the you know, the non-traditional pay a guy like a Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. That's so unlike them. They usually get a, a good player until it's ready for him to get paid. Then they move on. And then they yeah, say, see you later. Go get paid somewhere yes. else. They yeah. need to go ahead and spend some money and put, if they get Jones, they need to put some players around him that when he sneezes, it is a completion. It's a first down. <laughs> it's the best case. I, I think the, from a, from where they're drafting, right. And also just, I think the scenario that could play out, I think it would be good for both sides. I think it'd be good for both sides. I think it'd be good for new England. I think it'd be good for Mac Jones, as long as they do what you are saying, which is they need to spend some of that money. They need to go upgrade at positions. And I know that that's they need to unorthodox go, for them, but they need, they to, need do to go it. to the dealership and get some luxury vehicles. Stop. Yeah, we, need, going. Yeah, we need Lambos. Poopies. Yeah used car dealership okay i know you're trying to help us but d- oh, no I love you, you need to go ahead and go to the good dealerships we want lambos and ferraris yes yes please and thanks yeah, and that's, what, that's he, what he needs and see here's why you get those kind of cars those cars you only drive on what day of the week yeah on sundays when it's yeah, nice outside when it's license uh, sunny and when yes. do they play on Sundays. Mm. What a nice assumption there. You a Sunday that? drive. A yes. Sunday drive. Look, you, some Lambos and Ferraris. You cannot take the luxury vehicle out on a Wednesday. No. Okay. Because no. generally going to church. You cannot be parking a Lambo outside of church going to Bible study. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road makes a way to. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination 
destination, the journey itself, or both. Your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without the need to connect to your phone. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at NissanUSA.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. All right, let's go to, let's go to my favorites. Okay. I love wide receivers. Now, I, I get nitpicked on because of wide receiver. So I'm not, I'm telling you right now, people, if you're watching this cut to it, you're watching page. I do not like any wide receivers in this draft. I think they're all fantastic. I do not like any of them. Meaning I think if you pick a wide receiver in the draft, I would say that's a great pick. <laughs> Cause I, because I don't want people to say, Oh, Steve likes this guy over that guy. No, I just, I, Every every guy that I've watched so far, they have something that I go, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of depth in this wide receiver. It's class. a ton of depth, which means some guys are going to get their feelings hurt. They're going to drop to the second or third round. Yep. Yeah, it's especially when you look at some of the success that some of these guys over the last two classes are having. Even a guy like a, a Darnell Mooney in Chicago is a fifth round guy, right? Coming in and playing a part right away. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of depth. These guys are coming in and they're more NFL ready than we I, are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I wouldn't say that. Depending on the guy, we're not used to a guy like Justin Jefferson coming in and already being that dude. 
I mean, that was an impressive rookie campaign with a anemic offense. Yeah. That's not an explosive offense. Well, but see here, see, you, 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 I set you up and you didn't even realize it. <laughs> Who's offensive? Who is offense coordinator? But are you going to tell Kubiak. me that it's explosive? Oh, Gary. Yeah. And when you think about Gary Kubiak, his offense, there's always one wide receiver that balls. Yep. And it and wasn't Adam Thielen this year. Yep. Yeah. Who was it? It's it always, was Justin Jefferson. It's always one guy. Mm-hmm. And the other guy will only get about six or seven, and but the main guy catch a, a thousand balls. It's true. No, that's accurate. That's, that's accurate. True. That's one of the reasons why I went to Baltimore. When I went to Baltimore, I went to Baltimore. Gary Kubiak was the guy. I was like, look, in my career, I'm used to catching 70, 80 balls a, a year, right? I'm never really, I've only had one year of 100 plus. Most of the time, I'm catching about 70, 80. 86 is a great year. 90s, not happening. 50, 60. So I understand that. So I knew going to Baltimore, if I can play with Gary Kubiak's offense, I'm great. And so with Tory, I knew Tory was the guy. So I'm like, all right, Tory's going to catch his 100 passes. I'm going to go ahead and catch my 60 or 70. And I'm used to doing work with 60 or 70. That's how it works. Okay. All right. I'll, I, I will factor that in as okay. we talk about this evaluation. All right. I, 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 I appreciate that. But just to be clear, uh, Steve does not like any wide receiver over the other. I'm, I'm reiterating what he already said. He likes them all. They're yeah. all the same grade. He's not choosing one over the other. Yeah, they're all the same grade. You know yep. what that grade is? Perfect score. Balling. <laughs> I don't want a perfect grade. I want a balling grade because perfect won't get your ass drafted, but balling will get you drafted. Balling will get you drafted. I'm yeah. gonna start adding those to the scouting reports. Steve you know, Smith balling just listen, next to every because, wide receiver. Here's a great example. Cincinnati had a great quarterback, great guy. He's a great guy, but couldn't win in the big games. The red rocket himself. The red rifle. Yes. Yep. Mr. Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Yeah, great guy. Love him to come to my doorstep and date my daughter. Not play any football games, though. Oh, my God. What? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's Listen, I'm just envisioning, like, that is something exactly my dad would say. He'd be like, that guy, perfect guy for my daughter. But I don't want him starting a quarterback. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's not the, not the same equation, right? That very, very rarely do those line up uh, from yeah. a father perspective. Uh, so who listen, you want to start with? Who you want to go with first? Oh, let's just talk about the let's talk about the two uh, Alabama guys here, right? And Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith. Um, I wanted to play you against uh, yourself here and make you pick one, but that is not happening. Uh, we decided. Remember, we're only talking about how we like everybody how, the same. I love how you had a plan, but I had a plan. You yep, screwed my plan. Been in a lot of horror movies. I already know. Listen, I'd love to know, mm-hmm. obviously, from the wide receiver here. What stands out with Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith? Because obviously, uh, Devonta Smith had an unbelievable college campaign this year, and was he, he did. And and what unreal. I what I find interesting is, if Waddle wouldn't have got hurt, would Waddle been in a position that Devonta Smith would have been in? It's hard. It's hard to say no. It's, it's hard, hard to say, say no. Yeah. But what you have to understand is they played in a great scheme, and they they both flourished. Yep. So when I look at Waddle, one of the things, one of the biggest weaknesses is experience, right? And here's the experience. And, and, and if you look up the definition of experience, I love this. It says known and feel that can come with good coaching staff, 
great example of, of, of knowledge and feel with, with experience is Noah Fant. Noah Fant was not a, was not a very good pass catching tight end out of mm -hmm. Iowa. He was not known for what he is known for right now. He is not a guy. He was not a guy that you said, we have to watch out for him. And that means he got coached up. Mm -hmm. He took the coaching and his experience started to allow his knowledge and feel to make him a pro bowler, make him a, make him a threat, a offensive threat, uh, offensive weapon. Yeah. Imagine what will happen if Denver upgrades at a quarterback position. That might be nice too. It, it would be, but then that also requires them to upgrade an offensive coordinator as well. Oh, that's, uh, I don't agreement. necessarily believe it's all lock, but I don't think it's lock is all a blame, but also don't think Pat Shermer is as good of a coordinator as he keeps getting all these jobs. I think it's fair. He's one of those guys. He keeps getting jobs and people are upset with him after a year or two. He does it every year. Yeah. And they had a little special magic that year that he took from Minnesota and kind of got himself that head coaching job in New York. Right. He, so he deserves it. Yeah. And then reality hit. Yeah. And then back to reality. Yep. Uh, okay. I want to know from your perspective on Jamar chase, who a lot of us like as, as the top guy, but sat out this year right? How much does that hurt him coming into this process? Because obviously, you know, you don't I, think so. I don't think so because of okay. what he's put on film prior to. Now, if he was a guy, if he was a guy like Kadarius Tony, Tony. yeah, that could hurt him. Mm -hmm. But what he's put on film, he's a top 10. He's a top 10 guy. He's a yeah. special player all around. Um, what he can do. And then you also, but here's the thing. You can't remove what he, what he's done with a top tier quarterback with Joe Burrows. Yeah, for sure. You know, has sneaky speed. Has, he will have no trouble if he continues to work out and do what he does. He will have no trouble maneuvering himself through NFL corners. Um, some of the NFL comparisons that I, I think obviously outside of the off the field issues, this guy was on his way to be a dynamic player is Justin Blackman. Mm -hmm. There are sometimes off the line though, be, he doesn't really, and I think that's more of coaching. He doesn't, because he's playing, sometimes he just, he's playing, he, he can play so well and with Joe Burrows and they were so much better than teams that he sometimes will, you know, what we call casually come off the line. So he didn't always attack with menace, but when he did turn it on, you saw it. Yeah. So he sure. just, just a little stiff, but I mean, you know, when you're six, one, 200 pounds, ah, you're a little stiff. He's also a sophomore, right? So he's not, he's still young, still heck still growing as well. For sure. so I, I, I really like him plays with strength though. Really love the strength that he plays with. Goes up to the, to the catches the ball at the highest point. Really love him. The thing though, switching back to the Alabama guys, I think Waddle has that ability, and arguably the most explosive all around player out of these guys, other than Kyle Pitts, and mm -hmm. we'll get into him. He, if you just put Kyle Pitts and you use the word tight end with him. 
that's just disrespectful. Yeah, it's a disservice to how how much of an impact he's going to oh, have on he, an offense. He is the prospect as much as the all the wide receivers that are they, phenomenal. They, he's the guy I'm most excited about, man. He's, they, God, they have he's a lot of with, with um, Philadelphia getting him. Yeah, that'd be – I mean, obviously Philadelphia needs some offensive weapons. Mm. They need a lot for sure. Devontae Smith, though, here's the thing that, that, that really is interesting to me. And they say um, small. <laughs> he is. He, he he's not. Um, he's not thick in a, a upper or lower body. He still yeah, has. No, he's, yeah, he's still has to fill in. But imagine this: I was five nine, one seventy two, and I had to actually eat and like take protein to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, you know, 42 years old, and I'm battling. I'm, I'm, I'm running my tail off to keep keep myself below 200 pounds, yeah. right? Because you just learn how to do it, and your body gets used to it. But I mean, what Devonte Smith could do off the line? Yes, his scheme. Um, one of the interesting parts, though, and I have to go to my notes because this was really cool, and this is this is the geek in me. Some people say, oh, he was in a scheme, right? So just last year. Just last year in the regular season and postseason, he had 871 total snaps. Do you know how many times he was in a slot? Let's go 350, 400? Too much. 270. Wow. But you know how much out wide? 505 times. Wow. So that lets me know that he can dominate at his size because the guys that you are drafting, yeah, right? The, 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 the Patrick Sertan the second mm-hmm. had to cover him outside. So he knows how to utilize his, he needs to utilize his hands more, but that's coaching. Okay. 505 snaps. So out wide, week four, 45 times, week, week five, 77 times, week four, 40, 44 times, 46, 53, 47, 25. I love that because it shows. He's not a gadget guy like people think he is. He played in a slot, but that really where he made his bread and butter, where he made his draft status is that work on the outside. That, that, like I like to call it, that big boy work. <laughs> he did plenty of big boy work. I yes, think the, the, the people that are knocking him, it's, it's what we do every year, right? You're looking for things to criticize about the players because that's you're trying to project and see you know what he's going to be able to do in the nfl and i understand yes he's slim right he's a slim guy you know buck 75 probably dripping wet um but he's you know he's still growing right there's still going to be progress that is made throughout his you know he's a young kid get in a real weight regiment yeah for sure but here's the thing he could fit in any scheme you know why? He has what teams love. And I'm telling you, it happens all the time. Cincinnati's done it. I got called out in the draft. I mean, in the combine, because I was talking about Henry Ruggs, was how fast he was. I was like, hey, John Ross is fast too. <laughs> but here's what the league always salivates over. Speed. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, they will give the their, left, they will give their, their left kidney for speed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Duke can, Duke can, I'm not saying he can't, Devontae Smith can catch. 
But teams will do whatever it takes if a guy has speed. They'll mm-hmm. give their left kidney if he can mm-hmm. run. Because they're because they will the cold. Yeah. With the shot in them. I'm talking about I'm talking about in CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, all of them. I, rows of flu shots right there. That they'll still they'll still draft them. Because it's because they're gonna tell themselves that they can coach yep. everything else, but they can't coach that speed, right? Sure, you cannot. And you and that's what they that's what they're gonna tell themselves. And I I understand that to a degree. So interesting guy though, Kydarius Tooney, because very shifty. Mm-hmm. But he's always seemed to be a little bit off balance for me. We like him a lot. Um He's, he's a guy that I would consider a riser, right? Somebody who's had some, some good opportunities over the last, even coming out of um, some of the more impressive conversations of the last six weeks, I'd say, with, with Senior Bowl and everything that's going on. I think these are he's, he's one of those guys that people have had a lot of positivity coming out, and, and he's been rising up the draft board. Absolutely. Um, you know, he battled some injuries, you know, nagging shoulder stuff. So that's going to play a part in trying to see who he's going to be. But we, you know, we have him listed as, you know, a wide receiver three in in a vertical attacking scheme. And that's, that's what they, that's what the scouts are looking at him and thinking that he's going to be able to play a part. And he's listed as a, a, a round one guy. Um, yeah. There's actually, we've got Rondale Moore, Rashad Bateman, Kadarius, Tony, and then the three guys we've already spoke, spoken about. So six guys, six wide receivers in the first round, which is whew. Bateman and 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 Chadaris are very interesting because both of them can catch. Mm-hmm. Tony, I like his after catchability, but he lacks polish. And you can, with some good coaching, become smooth but he's always slipping. That's because he's planning so hard. He's gotten so much attaboys of how elusive he is that he's always trying to do the home run. And he goes sometimes east and west too much. You have to, you can't, you can't build a house by taking the bricks off. You just got to catch the ball, go for it. So sometimes he does that too much, but I think, you know, with the right coaching, that can get him out of it. The only thing, though, and, and, and here's my comparison. You know who he reminds me of? A herky-jerky version of Peter Wark. A herky-jerky. Because Peter was Peter, – I love that. Peter Wark, Peter Wark was smooth. Peter, Peter Wark was not fast, but he was smooth. All right. And he, I'm, put, I'm putting herky-jerky inside of what we're doing from now yes, on. He's, he, he can move. He can get out of any problem, but he's always like, here, get out of a problem, and then he'll slip halfway through. <laughs> go but look at his film. He'll give a I'm guy- gonna I'm gonna go try and quantify exactly what you're talking about because I love herky jerky. It's my new favorite terminology. Because when you watch him, he'll give a guy a move off the line. Like I seen him give him a move. He gave him a, a rocker step, two step, ah, ah, off the line and hit a slant, but then he fell, slipped. Can't be doing that. But because he's he's emphasizing the move so much, he he'll put his foot in the ground, juke someone, get an extra five or six more yards, and he'll slip. Hmm. Right. So that's why I say herky jerky. He's just herky jerky. I think that's fair. That yeah. that gives a good description of of what but he, of but what's he, happening. He's definitely reminds me of Peter Ward. He can just go out there and make some plays. 
Okay. He's not going to wire you with speed, but he's going to wire you with his ability to just play ball. Ability to play ball, herky jerky, all new, new, uh, new terminology coming to the draft network. I told, I told everybody that that's going to, there's going to be Steve Smith, uh, all wide receivers get ball in underneath there. That's, that's my other draft, uh, takeaway from this is ball in and herky jerky, new favorite things. Are we going to talk about, I, cause this is, if I'm being honest here, the thing I was most excited about, because this position, I'm hoping you can pick one or the other, right? So we're not picking wide receivers, but from a cornerback lens, right? When you're looking at the position that you as the wide receiver is going to have to go up against, right? There's a couple of guys that w- the, in the top tier range, very close to each other as far as overall scouting grade, right? Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech, Patrick Sertan from Alabama, the third guy, J.C. Horn from South Carolina. So those are the three guys I got. Who of these guys uh, most impresses you? Here's my real football answer. Okay. It really depends on what offense am I in. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Because Patrick Sertain, the only question is how, how, how much top end speed does he have? That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And that's the only question you have. As a wide receiver, you're in trouble. <laughs> that means you have to go in your bag of tricks and you got to pull them all out for all 70 plays. Mm-hmm. Right. You look at his lineage, his DNA, his pop played against uh, his dad. Killer. Hmm. Okay. His dad has obviously been in his life and teaching him. He's also his son has taken the 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 coaching of great coaches, his dad and all that stuff. And he's applied it. That doesn't always work. Second generation football players are very few because they've grown up a different type of way. They've mm-hmm. grown up with all those natural abilities that they don't always work as hard. Sometimes you're, I've told my kids this, your name will get you in the door, but if you don't work hard, that name will get you thrown out the door too. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and Patrick has done a great job. He's technically advanced. He's smart. He's long. It's hard to find negatives for it's, when you're talking about him. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to find things you don't like. He's it's yes. these top three guys, especially the top two, especially Caleb Farley and Patrick Sertan. They're really impressive. But really they know the horn. His weakness is tackling. Mm-hmm. When you six one two oh five, you you got to tackle. Yeah, no, that's a big that's a big issue for him. It's yeah, a big issue for him. You have any? He's long, length, mm-hmm. and he's a lunger. Yeah, no, that's that's accurate. Lunging means you're trying to compensate for something. And, and then when you do his NFL comp, Drake Kirkpatrick. Mm. Had a tough year in Arizona. But he can play. Yeah, he can play for sure. But when he starts to lunge, that's where he gets himself in trouble. So you hope, you hope for him that he can get a little bit, you know, depending on what coordinator he's going to, what guy, what system he can coach, he can get coached up a little bit, right. Where the other two, I think you hope, right. The other two guys, I think you're able to understand that they can come in and play a bigger part earlier on where you're looking at, you're going to want to see more progression, right? That's where I put the two top two guys in tier one. And then I think you drop it off for JC and everybody else past that point, but you know, Caleb Farley is 
exceptionally impressive played quarterback earlier on in his, in his football career and makes a transition to cornerback. He's got a, a really high grade for us. The guys really, really like him. Here's the issue. What's the issue? You talk at two people and what do they say? His best year was in 2019. 2019 for sure. Absolutely. I don't love that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't love that. Your best is in 2019. And your weakness is press man experience. Mm -hmm. But you have the physical attributes that say you should be impressed all the time. Mm -hmm. The question is, why isn't he impressed? But he has a makeup speed. Mm -hmm. So is it, is it, is he lazy? Is it lazy or is it the coaching staff, the way they taught him how to play? I I, I don't know. I, I wasn't there, but press experience, but has makeup speed. That's a little bit risk reward. Why is the risk reward like that? Cause usually the, when you're afraid to press up, that means you don't have the makeup speed. So which guy do you like more then? Do you like Sertan more? Do you think he's oh, more ready? Sertan. I, I, I like Sertan more because you got to stay in the NFL family. You got to check the DNA mm-hmm. and you know what the DNA is. And then you look at the film and they all align. Yeah, and obviously coming from a big boy school, big boy conference, understands, has the pedigree. Big that boy matters. mindset. Yeah, big boy mindset for sure. That's, I mean, wide receiver and cornerback, you have to have a certain swagger to, to play that position. It's you have to have the mental confidence to be on that island by yourself. Take, take sure. the umps, reset, and line back up. Because mm-hmm. it's the easiest thing for everybody to see when there's a mistake made. Right. Oh, it's yeah. very, it's the easiest. You don't have to be scouting NFL high level. You can watch an average fan and they can go, Hey, they missed that route. Look yeah. at that cornerback. It's the easiest position for somebody to look and go, Oh, they made a mistake, right? You're on an Island. So it's also one of the places you can get yourself paid the most in the NFL. If you elevate to the highest level. Well, thanks for the time. You got anything to say? You got to exit you. I got to exit. Listen, everybody that wants to check out and, and uh, see everything that we're doing, just go to the draftnetwork.com. right? It's the, the time of the year where um, the guys have, we've done, the guys have done an exceptional job scouting the players all year long. I, um, I got a, I went and looked at your website and got all the stuff down and uh, printed it up. And I was like, man, pretty impressive of, of, of how you got them ranked and all that stuff. So I, I, I cheated and used some of that information Listen, that's what it's there for. That's what it's for there my for. Own, for my own benefit. Listen, we got some guys. We got guys that worked with Scott Pioli and Bill Belichick and Oregon football. We got a lot of a lot of great guys that have done. You might have lost me. I'm a Utah guy. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. So I appreciate uh, joining the podcast again. And uh, hopefully everybody enjoys the rest of draft season. It's sure to be a lot of free agency moves, a lot of quarterbacks on the move, a lot of quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round. It's always fun for the fans. So I hope everybody enjoys it. Well, I appreciate it, Paige. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Thank you for listening. Cut to it with Steve Smith Sr. and my co-host. Gerard Littlejohn, that'd be me. And wherever you listen to your podcast, you can get us on iHeartRadio. Also on Apple Podcasts. Whatever you wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever you need, we are there. Just download us. And follow us at Cut To It on Instagram and at Cut To It on Twitter. And visit our website, cuttoitpodcast.com. 
New episode every Tuesday. That's right, every Tuesday. You know why it's Tuesday? Because guys are off in the National Football League, so that's why we they can squeeze us into their schedule. Not everybody's retired playing golf sitting around. Cut to it with Steve Smith Sr. That is me. Is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's all. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 